please take your Bibles and turn with me at this time to the book of Psalms. Uh, We are in Psalm 24 this morning. Psalm 24. That's a Psalm of David. Uh, Today is Palm Sunday. It's a day we normally look at the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, but we're going to do something a little different today, okay? Instead of just looking at Jesus' triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, we're going to look at three triumphal entries in the Bible, uh, all of which are reflected here in this Old Testament psalm, Psalm 24. So three for the price of one, okay? Three triumphal entries, Psalm 24. We're going to be looking at the entire psalm, all ten verses in our message today, but to get started, I'm just going to read verses 7 through 10. Would you please stand with me for the reading of God's word from Psalm 24, beginning at verse 7. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he? This king of glory, the Lord Almighty, he is the king of glory. This is God's holy word. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, as we spend some time reflecting uh, on you, the king of glory this morning, and as we look at this psalm and how it plays out throughout the Old Testament and, and the New Testament in your triumphal entry, Lord, speak to our hearts, draw us into praise and honor of you, our King of glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Please be seated. You know, when we, when we hear that phrase, the triumphal entry, we automatically think about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. As I mentioned just a moment ago, there are actually three triumphal entries In the Bible, there's an outline in your uh, worship guide. If you'd like to take it out and to follow along, you'll see all three listed right there at the top of your outline. We First of all, we have the triumphal entry of the Ark of the Covenant uh, into Jerusalem, and that's in the Old Testament. Then secondly, the one we always think about, we have the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And then thirdly, we have Jesus' triumphal entry into heaven at his ascension into heaven. All three of these are triumphal entries in that they are triumphant processions accompanied by songs of victory and gladness. And we find all three of them reflected in this Old Testament psalm, Psalm 24. Now, I first learned Psalm 24 in the form of a song when I was a teenager. It was just one of a lot of those little praise choruses that were floating around back in those days, but I always enjoyed it. It had a, a Jewish feel to it, sort of like our, our, our choral anthem today. And it, it, Maybe some of you know it. If you know it, just sing with me for a second, because it's really fun. It goes, the King of glory comes, the nation rejoices. Lift up your hearts before him, lift up your voices. Remember that? Open the gates before him. Lift up your voices. Who is the king of glory? How shall we call him? 
He is Emmanuel, the promised of ages. The King of Glory comes in. You got it, you got it, right? So yeah, that's how I first learned. And there, of course, there were lots of verses uh, that went along with it. But it wasn't until later, I just thought it was a song, when I discovered it actually came out of the Bible from Psalm 24. I was just reading through the Psalms in my devotions, and I came across Psalm 24, and there it was. It's like, oh, wow, it was in the Bible all along, right? Who knew? It was just kind of fun to discover it uh, on my own that way. So we're going to look at our three triumphal entries in Scripture this morning. We're going to look at it all through the lens of this psalm in the Old Testament, Psalm 24. And as we do, I hope you'll see how all three are really connected to each other. In many ways, the triumphal entry of the ark into Jerusalem prefigured Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem prefigured his triumphal entry into heaven. So let's look at Psalm 24 together now as we reflect on these three triumphal entries together. Psalm 24, and you'll see this on your outline, the Psalm 24 begins with the very important truth that the earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. Look at verses 1 and 2 with me now. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Wonderful verses. The whole earth belongs to God because he is the creator. He who made it all owns it all. The earth is his and everything in it. The world is his and everyone in it. And this truth is reflected for us, first of all, in the Ark of the Covenant. Because the Ark of the Covenant was a physical symbol of God's presence or dwelling upon the earth. We find God's instructions for building the ark in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 25. And when we get to verse 22 in that chapter, God tells Moses this. He says, there, above the cover of the ark, above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the testimony, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. And so the ark was where God met with his people on earth. It was a physical sign of his presence in dwelling. It taught the people of Israel that God is not a God of the heavens only, but he also inhabits the earth. God owns the earth and everything in it because he made it all. And, this, and then this truth, the earth is the Lord's, is also reflected for us with Jesus on Palm Sunday, our second triumphal entry. We see it when Jesus told the disciples to go get those two donkeys. Remember that? Uh, the donkeys, the mother and the, and the colt. Before Jesus went into the city, he sent the disciples to get the mother donkey and, and her colt. And he told them precisely where he, they would find them. And, and he instructed them this, Matthew 21, 3. He said, if anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord, right? The Lord needs them. And then he will send them right away. In other words, Jesus could take charge of the donkeys. Why? Because he is Lord. He is the Lord. And as Lord, he owns it all. 
Jesus is not stealing the donkeys or taking them without permission. He doesn't need permission to take that which is already his. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And that includes the donkeys on Palm Sunday. And then this truth that the earth is the Lord's is also reflected in the third triumphal entry, Christ's ascension into heaven. It had been 40 days since Jesus died and rose from the dead. Jesus gathers his disciples to a mountain in Galilee where they will witness his ascension. But right before Jesus ascends to heaven, what does he tell the disciples? Matthew 28, 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth, and this is simply a continuation of this teaching we find at the beginning of Psalm 24, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That's our first truth we learned from Psalm 24. What a wonderful truth. The earth is the Lord's. And we find that truth reflected in all three of the triumphal entries in Scripture. The second truth we learned from Psalm 24 is this. That only the righteous may approach God. Only the righteous may approach God. Look at verses 3 through 6 with me now. Back to Psalm 24. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Now there is important moral instruction for us in these verses. We should all strive to have clean hands and a pure heart. We should not lift up our souls to an idol. We should not swear by what is false. But the Bible also tells us that none of us, none of us are righteous in and of ourselves. So that raises a question, doesn't it? How are we supposed to ascend the hill of the Lord? Only the righteous may approach God. And we're not righteous. And we find this truth also, that only the righteous may approach God, is also reflected in all three of the triumphal entries. First triumphal entry. Remember Uzzah? If you don't, I'll tell you about him right now. Uzzah. Uzzah's death at the first triumphal entry reminds us that none of us are righteous. We read about David bringing the ark into Jerusalem in in 2 Samuel chapter 6. And just like Palm Sunday, it is an, an occasion of great joy and celebration. There's a huge procession. The book of Samuel tells us David has 30,000 men with him. They take the ark and they, they set it on a new cart. And Uzzah, along with some others, they're guiding that cart along the way. And the people are all playing musical instruments. They're singing songs. It is a triumphal entry. But suddenly, one of the oxen stumbles. 
And Uzzah reaches out to take hold of the ark. He is instantly struck down by God. And he dies right there, right next to the ark. Now, David was so afraid of the ark after this incident that he waited three months before he even tried this again. This time he took extra precautions. This time he made sure that the ark was carried properly. This time he made sure that there were sacrifices. The Bible tells us he wouldn't even let those carrying the ark take six steps without sacrificing a bull and a fattened calf first. Uzzah's death reminds us that none of us are righteous. Remember, what does the ark represent? The ark represented God's presence here on earth. God's holy presence. Do you think you could have grabbed hold of the ark without dying? Can you ascend the hill of the Lord and stand in his holy place? Do you have clean hands and a pure heart? And the answer for all of us is not apart from Jesus, not apart from Christ. And so even though there are important moral instructions for us here in these verses from Psalm 24, they are only truly fulfilled by one person. Only Jesus can ascend the hill of the Lord. Only Jesus can stand in God's holy place. Only Jesus has clean hands, perfectly clean hands and a pure heart. Only Jesus is perfect and without sin. Only Jesus can grab hold of the ark and not die. And that's what we see when we come to Palm Sunday. Our second triumphal entry, Jesus enters Jerusalem on Palm Sunday as the sinless Lamb of God who has come to die for sinners. Those animals that David sacrificed before the ark on his second try, those animals pointed forward to Jesus. The perfect sacrifice for our sins. We read this in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become The righteousness of God. What an amazing verse. Jesus is the righteous one. And yet, although he's the righteous one, he died for our sins. Why? So that he could make us righteous in him. You see, only Jesus can make us righteous. Only Jesus can cleanse our hands and purify our hearts before God. Only in Christ may we ascend the hill of the Lord and stand in the holy place before our holy God. And then we see this truth that only the righteous may approach God. We see this truth also reflected in the third triumphal entry at Christ's ascension. After Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, Jesus went to Sheol. We don't hear a lot about Sheol these days, but Sheol was the place of the righteous dead. And he went there to free all those who were held captive until Christ came and finished his work. We get a glimpse of this in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 4.8 tells us when he, Jesus, ascended on high, he led captives in his train and he gave gifts to men. 
This verse is telling us when Jesus ascended to heaven, he brought the righteous dead with him to present uh, before his heavenly father. You might wonder, well, why couldn't they go to heaven before? Because Jesus hadn't died for their sins yet. The Bible tells us God in his forbearance left those sins committed beforehand unpunished until Christ should come. But no one, no one could ascend the hill of the Lord and stand in the holy place of heaven until Christ had died for our sins and risen from the dead. And so when Christ ascended to heaven, he brought all the righteous dead with him. And now that Christ has come, we can now finally go to God's dwelling place. And that's why when, as believers, when we die today in Christ, we don't go to Sheol and hang out there waiting for Christ to die and rise again. He's already done that. We go directly to heaven now, directly to heaven to be with Jesus. We don't have to spend any time in Sheol because Jesus has already made us righteous. And that's why we read in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect. And how does that happen? Well, you come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. When we go to heaven, what do we do? We ascend the hill of the Lord dressed in the righteousness of Jesus, our mediator and savior, Forgiven, cleansed, perfected, and made whole. It's interesting, isn't it? At the first triumphal entry, a sinner died when he touched the ark. At the second triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, the sinless Savior marched into Jerusalem in order to die. At the third triumphal entry at Christ's ascension, all the righteous dead live. Isn't that beautiful? This is the second truth that Psalm 24 teaches us. Only the righteous may approach God. We find this truth reflected in all three triumphal entries in Scripture. Finally, the third and last part of Psalm 24 speaks about opening the gates. Opening the gates for the king of glory. Look at verses 7 through 10 with me now. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the king of glory. God is the king of glory. He is majestic, strong, mighty in battle. And when the king of glory comes, what's our job? Our job is to open the gates for him, right? Open the gates that the king of glory may come in. Let's go back to our three triumphal entries now. We see God's glory in the Old Testament when the ark is finally brought into the completed temple. Solomon's temple. You see, the ark was brought to the temple at three stages. We've already looked at the first two, right? The first time was when Uzzah died 
And then David stopped the procession. The second time was when David made the sacrifices. He brought the ark the rest of the way to Jerusalem. But the third time was uh, after David's son Solomon completed the temple and he brought the ark from its temporary dwelling place to its final resting place. And we read about this in the book of 1 Kings chapter 8. Once again, there is a triumphal procession. The whole nation of Israel assembles. They process before the ark, this time sacrificing so many sheep and cattle. It says they could not be counted or recorded. The priests bring the ark of the Lord's covenant to its place in the inner sanctuary of the holy temple, the most holy place. They put it beneath the wings of the cherubim. And then this is what we read in 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 10 and 11. When the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled his temple. This was likely the original context for Psalm 24. It was written reflecting on this first triumphal entry. Open the gates for the king of glory who fills his temple with glory. And then we see this reflected again on Palm Sunday. When Jesus comes and cleanses the temple. We read first in Matthew 21 verses 10 and 11. When when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. And they asked, who is this? Very significant. Who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth in Galilee. Did you notice that the people of Jerusalem asked the exact same question as we saw in Psalm 24? Who is this? Who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. And the crowds were both right and wrong in their answer. They were right in that, yes, Jesus was a prophet, but they were wrong because their answer did not go far enough. You got to go back to Psalm 24 to find the fuller answer. Who is this? Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. And so, yes, Jesus was a prophet, but he was so much more than a prophet. He is the Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. And Jesus demonstrated his identity even further with the cleansing now of the earthly temple. Matthew 21 goes on to say in verses 12 and 13, Jesus entered the temple area and he drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house, my house will be called a house of prayer. But you are making it a den of robbers. Notice Jesus calls the temple his house. It's his house. They're not following his house rules. So Jesus cleans house. Driving out the buyers and the sellers. And so here at the second triumphal entry, God's glory fills the temple once again. His glory may be hidden in Christ's flesh, but it is no less real. And so at the second triumphal entry, Psalm 24, takes on a new context. 
David didn't even know what, that he was prophesying. He thought he was writing about the ark. It takes on this new context. Open the gates for the king of glory who triumphantly enters Jerusalem and cleanses the earthly temple. And then finally, we see this again at Christ's ascension. When Jesus returns to the heavenly temple in glory. The night before Jesus went to the cross, he prayed to his father in John chapter 17. He said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. And later in the New Testament, we read in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24, that Jesus did not enter a man-made sanctuary. That was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. When the ark was brought into the temple, Jesus is the king of glory who fills the temple with his glory. On Palm Sunday, Jesus is the king of glory whose glory remains hidden in his flesh. At Christ's ascension, Jesus is the king of glory who is glorified once again with the same glory he shared with the Father long before the world ever began. And so now Psalm 24 takes on a third context in these verses. Once again, David is writing through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, prophesying, open the gates for the king of glory who returns to the true heavenly temple in divine majesty and glory. So folks, there are three triumphal entries in scripture, and all three are fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus is the king of glory. He is the second person of the Trinity who shared in God's glory with the Father before the world began. He was prefigured by the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. He entered Jerusalem to cleanse the temple and then to offer his life for our sins. He rose from the dead and ascended to heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father in glory forever. Who is this king of glory, strong and mighty in battle? Who is he, this king of glory? His name is Jesus. Jesus, open the gates of your heart to him. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this wonderful psalm. Truly a psalm inspired by your Holy Spirit as all of them are. Lord, it's a a psalm that prefigures who you are. You are the king of glory. And so, Lord, as we remember your triumphal entry into Jerusalem on this Palm Sunday, let us remember what went before that as the ark came into the temple. Let us remember what followed in your ascension to heaven. Let us give you praise and great honor and glory. For you are the king. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.